Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. So welcome, everyone, to today's episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick. And today, we are so fortunate. We have Renault, who's with Blue Orange Games, and I'm a huge fan of Blue Orange and Blue Orange Games and all of their products, so I am so, so excited. So, Renault, before we get into, like, the good stuff, the toys, not that you're not good stuff, too, but the toys, um, introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Uh, first of all, thank you for receiving me and for supporting of our company. Um, so if I can introduce myself, uh, I've been with Blue Orange uh, for uh, since a year so far. Um, so I am actually the regional sales representative or the southeast of the USA. Um, mm-hmm. So which is like a, kind of a big territory, but um, I'm having fun just trying to see my clients and show the new games. So uh, that's about me like so far in this company. Um, so I, I've been like before coming to the US, as you can probably figure my accent. Um, well, it's not Southern. Uh, no, it's not Southern. It's, <laughs> I got uh, the Southern accent going, you don't. <laughs> it, it, it's hard to lie on it, you know. It's it, it just from France. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I've been uh, coming from France and uh, now just working as a sales rep for Blue Ranch. Nice. And like I said, I had eight, like we talked about earlier, I had eight years of French and I've got nothing to show for it. It's a difficult language. It is. <laughs> if you don't practice it, I mean, it's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Um, so <laughs> we're, we're just going to speak English. Uh, yeah. I'm going to speak Southern version. I'm you can fine speak with it. the French version <laughs> and I'll go on with it. Okay. So you've been on the road. So yeah, I, I thought PDT covered a big area, but not compared to you. So you say your whole territory is the Southeast? Yeah. So basically I have 14 states to cover. Fourteen. Wow. 14th, yes. So okay. um, I, I just started uh, with Louisiana. Then I had like east with uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. And I've been uh, up to uh, Delaware. So I've been like Virginia, D.C., Maryland, uh, uh, Delaware, and then Kentucky, West Virginia, and Tennessee. So this is my entire territory. And I have to take care of all my clients in this um Wow, so it's a lot. It's a lot to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot to do. Well, gosh, now I'm more excited that you're here with us because you you get around. You're like all over. I don't know that I could have named all those states in such good order that you did. And I'm from here, and I study that junk in school too. Like I I got tested on that mess. Oh, you know, I know my geography today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you do. That's impressive. Well, we saw you about a month ago here, and now you're back again. And so, tell me a little bit about. What's your plan like with Blue Orange? What's your future plan? I know right now that's your territory, but what are you doing next? So, yeah, I've been with the company, as I said, for one year. Mm -hmm. And um, I I just signed my new contract with them. So I'm going to be around for a while. Um, Actually, I'm going to be like done with, with the road about like just visiting all my clients. Uh, in September probably mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be back at the office like just uh, uh, taking care of the fourth quarter but then I- I'm going to be the 
the manager of the guy on the road. And then I'm going to be opening a new office on the east side, uh, which we are expanding now. And we want to be closer to our clients. So that's why we're going to open an office between New York and Boston ah. um, to really like uh, do, do a lot of like lot of events with them, uh, you know, like going to see the schools. So all yep. that kind of stuff, really like uh, sustain the, the relation that we have with them. Okay. Well, good. I do think one of the things that impresses me the most about Blue Orange, and we'll talk about this even more later, is that everybody I've ever dealt with you all knows their product. And I think that's one of the biggest selling points to me is the fact that when I go to the toy fair or with you now, you know your product inside and out. You can really explain it, you know. And I think that personal relationship for me just is an indication of a company that is a quality company that yeah. cares about their product, cares about their people they're selling it to, and cares about what's happening with their toys. Yeah, we, we try to be really close to our clients and uh, as well with our collection. Um, we, we go through a, a like, long formation to make sure that we are really ready to go see our clients. And because it's not about selling crazy. It's, it's about being close and bring the product that they need. And by doing that, we just like take information about them, you know, and we just propose the, the, the product that we think that could fit and we teach them so they can get better on seeing the game and teaching the parents. So this is a big point for us. We are not about just selling, you know, mm -hmm. we want to be close to them. Well, that makes sense to me. You can tell that when you work with your guys. And then, so let's talk about the quality of your toys. Because for me, I've been doing this for a long time. So now I think I'm a toy snob, you know, or whatever kind of snob you want to call it. But I can tell a good toy and I can tell a bad toy in like a heartbeat. And so these blue orange games, they're easy to work with. They're compact. So you can carry them around easily because, you know, I... We go, we have three clinics, but then we also go to lots of daycares, lots of schools, lots of contract sites. And, you know, I have all my toys in a bag. I can carry them in and out. We can leave them there. They store easy, but they're also well-made. So they're not going to tear up. I mean, honestly, I'm not kidding. Like if you give me spot it in the morning, that's one of your games. And I did this not too long ago. I was at school doing therapy all day with kindergartners to fifth graders. I had spot it all day because there was three of us working in one room and so we had to be relatively quiet and there wasn't a ton of space. I did therapy all day long and only played with Spot It and like worked on everything from like just getting a child to use words all the way up to like pronouns, prepositions, verbs, language concepts, all kinds of things. Yeah, so that, that's true. That, uh, that That's a good thing that you said that because uh, we are really like the, the quality of our product are really like sustainable. As you can see, like most of our, I mean, our wooden games, they are all wooden mm -hmm. made, mm -hmm. all wooden made and water-based pens. So when you have this game, it lasts forever yeah. and it's, it's, it's not going to collapse anyway. So, um, and saying that, that it's all wooden made, I just come to that point that we are eco-friendly, okay? Mm. So for any tree that we use to produce uh, games like in wood, yeah. wooden games, we plant two trees. So today we have actually uh, a forest where we just like take the trees from because our products are from China. Okay, we produce the, the game in mm -hmm. China. Mm -hmm. So we have actually a forest in China. As well, um, like on the eco-friendly side, all the, the pieces that you can see in our games that you think that's plastic, it's actually not plastic. It's, it's a natural resin. It's called urea. Oh, so um, huh. it's, I mean, it's a really, really good quality. And beside the fact that the inside packaging, like the inside packaging for so the product itself, it's really good, really good quality. We take care a lot of our packaging. 
which yeah. is of course the first thing that people see. Yeah. So um, yeah, taking care of that as well. Yeah. And there's not a ton of extra packaging. You know, some games you open and there's tons of cardboard and paper and very little that you get, but you package it well and succinctly so that you're really using your space. And it's a good product all the way around. I like everything about it. I figured out who Blue Orange, what game was through Spot It. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the first game because yes. it's a big seller, I know, for you guys, but it's a great, it's a great game. And then shortly thereafter, I visited your booth at the Toy Fair in New York City, which we go to every year. And the thing that I like the most, now, so number one, your booth is very energetic, mm-hmm. lots of people, lots of guys like you, <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, like, but you have all your product out. So all your games are out. You can play with them all. You're showing people how to play with them all. I think I spent like a couple hours in that booth and I think they showed me every single game, but they really didn't get tired of me. And I asked a ton of questions <laughs> like, what do you do with that? What's that for? And how do you fix this? And this is like a penguin. And why would you use this? Like, how does that work for that pingaloo game? So tell me about the toy fair. Was that a good time this year? Yeah, uh, this year we, we had like, a lot of new games, which uh, eight new games actually. So oh, I um, think it was eight, huh? It, it, it was taking a while to just present all the new games, and we really had a great, great time there. A really good feedbacks. Um, I, I just just said like we want to have an interaction. So basically, it's it's not about having a closed booth. You know, we want people to come in, just being happy to like you know to show the new games, really being excited about yeah. them. So yeah, it, it's a big interaction with our clients, and that's what is part of the company. It's, it's the culture of the company. Yeah, and see, and the other thing is, I t- like this year when I was there at the booth, I spent, again, this year, probably about two hours in there. And, you know, I told him who we work with, the types of ages that we work with, and the kids that we work with, and what. And so he really, the guy I was working with, really sort of catered what we do and what, you know, showed me the new games, the younger kid stuff versus the older kid stuff. And see, and I take the games anyway, and I sort of read, I kind of put my own little spin on them sometimes anyway. You know, like with the Pingaloo game, I'll match up the colors and stuff. I've sometimes done like counting with those games. I've hidden other things besides eggs underneath the penguins. I mean, the goblet thing too. I know it's tic-tac-toe, but I've changed the rules all around. All I think all the games are adaptable. But the guy at the Toy Fair was great about showing us a variety of the toys and all the new ones. So how long has Blue Orange been in business? So uh, basically, the company has been uh, created back in 2000 uh-huh. uh, by Julian Mayo, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, still the CEO t- today. Mm-hmm. Um, so how he created the company? Basically, when he started back in 2000, he had one game, which is called Goblet, which we still really? have it on the, on the market. Yeah. And he had 1,000 copies of this game. <laughs> and what he did, he just crossed the entire countries with these thousand copies of this game back in his van. And it, it was just stopping by just like any toy store that he could find on the way. And he sold them out, crossing the entire country. And after that, he had some cash flow to just like kind of creating creating even more. And not it was not even like selling by unit even longer, you know, kind of growing, growing. And so 14 years later, um, now we have more than 50 different games which, of course, like, you know, the Goblet, the first game we mm-hmm. started the company with, we've sold over a million copies of this game. Oh, I can see it easily. I mean, it's a great game. So I really thought Spot It was your first game. So Spot It, no. We just released it uh, back in 2011, okay? Huh. So it's about three years and a half so far. Right. And we are about three million copies of this game. It's, yeah. Three million. And thanks to this game today, we are just expanding crazy yeah 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 which is great i yeah. mean it's great i like your spot at junior 
That's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's my new favorite game. <laughs> and oh, and oh, Fast Track's my really new favorite game. That's, that is the, that game is the best. That's, yes. That's an awesome game. <laughs> um, if you don't know Fast Track for people who are listening, you need to go get Fast Track. It's awesome. But I think from my vision of working for Blue Orange, I don't know how it really is for you, but my vision of working for Blue Orange, it's got to be like fun all the time because the toy booth is fun. Major energy. So how is it working for Blue Orange? Well, I mean, I've been with them since a year, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is like really young, you know, even if the company is 14 years old, um, it's like really about interaction with everybody. It's a young team from like, it's a big mix. As as you as you know, I'm from France, but mm-hmm. we have people from like Poland, from the USA, of course, uh, from uh, the Philippines. So it's a big mix. And, and like, it's all the time fun when we work together. We even do stuff outside of like oh, really? work day, you know. So yeah, it, it's a great, great ambient to work. And it's still like a startup like ambient. So we have a brand new office back in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which uh, on the walls, you can see we have like a lot of paint, like painting on the walls, like, uh-huh. you know, blue rain, some symbol of spotted. I mean, it's fun. We have a foosball, we have a flipper. So it's, it's, it's not about you know, it's it's working, but we're in the toys industry, so we need to have fun, right? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. So who comes up with all your toys? That's the next question I was going to ask, because it's got to be fun. They're really creative and different and innovative. So who comes up with these games? So um, there is actually two CEOs. So there is two co-CEOs. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one of them who is in France. Oh, okay. okay. And this guy is kind of the creative guy. Um, so it, it just like, Goblet was his idea, actually. So um, it it just creates stuff. It just like tests new games. So we have outside ideas as well. Right. And uh, so, for example, at Toy Fair, a lot, a lot of inventors comes like to the booth and just show their games. But then it's not only about like the CEOs that decide. It's everybody is involved. So basically, I've been trying games, even if I'm like a year, one years old in this company, yeah. and I've been trying new games. I'm I've been testing games. So everybody's involved to give her his feedback. Mm. As well, when we try a game that we think we're going to launch, yep. then we can as well just rearrange the rules. So it's the work like of everybody. It's really a teamwork. One of the newest games I've tried out this year is that Doodle Quest, which I don't know who came up with that, but that was just brilliant because it's a great visual, like a visual perceptual game. It's fun for like lots of ages. Little kids, I've not played it with a child younger than five. I don't know what the ages are on that game. I never pay attention to that anyway. Six and up. Are they six and up? Yes. Oh, really? Well, I play it with five-year-olds and they can play the <laughs> game. Maybe I just work with like really smart five-year-olds. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But I've played it with five-year-olds and they do it now. We don't really follow the rules though. So, you know, whatever. But I never, whatever. I don't follow the rules. But anyway, and I don't make them do it either. See, because I put the picture underneath it, and you're not supposed to do that, are you? Yeah, Doodle Quest, so you can so. really adapt. Like, oh, I totally do it all the time. Yeah. But it's just FYI. It's a great game. Don't know who came up with that, but that's just brilliant. Like, whoever that is, that, it was a guy in France? Uh, like, I Actually, um, this this one was an outside idea. So really? We, we, we saw the concept, and we just, like, we had a tilt, like, okay, it's going to work. I mean, it's so refreshing. There, there was no concept like this. No. Just draw mm-hmm. on the transparent, like, just by observation, being blind yeah. and draw. I mean, it's a great spatial perception, like, visual <laughs> perception. It's a great game. And you don't need to be an artist to do that. No. Really, it's my favorite of the new games. It definitely. is. It's also, it's also a great following directions game. 
So for my little people, like the kids that are younger than six, I know you said six and up, but for I have used it with five-year-olds. And for the kids that are younger, and for some of the six, seven, eight-year-olds, I'll even put it with the transparency over top of the picture card and just have them follow directions. You mm. know, and I know you're supposed to read what's on the card and do yeah. what it says, but I'll say, you know, like with the pearls and the oyster, I'll say, okay, you know, put an X on three pearls and put a circle on one pearl. First, you know, do this and then do that. I mean, you can adapt this toy to play with yeah. all kinds of really cool stuff. Hey, why don't maybe that guy in France and I just have lunch? I'll tell him some new toy ideas. <laughs> he probably doesn't want my input, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay, talking about other products. What about like Fast Track? So I have Fast Track at home and I have Fast Track at work. And my daughter had, this is the last day of school today. And so the teacher let him bring in board games. So she brought in Spot It, Fast Track, and your goblet game. She was only supposed to bring in one. She brought in three. But the teacher texted me through this morning. This is a true story. Truly happened today. Like, where do you get this fast track game? She loved it. Like all the little boys in there, and maybe the little girls too, but all the little boys love that fast track game. But my four-year-old and I play the fast track game all the time. I don't know who came up with that, but it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, it's it just like so simple. It's like a hair hockey, like table, wooden table. Completely. And yeah. like, I mean, you just like kind of clear your side as fast as possible. I mean, it's great. And it's really good as well for like being precise because you have to just put the pucks inside a little hole. Um, I mean, that works. And this game, when you just play with people, it's so addictive. You want to play again and again and rematch, yeah. re- re- like rematch all the time, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I love this game. It's a great, great game. It's great for like finger isolation. So if you're trying to get a child to isolate one finger, also for hand strength, it's great for that. It's also good visual attention. So mm-hmm. I've played with some of my little kids who have trouble attending to task and staying with the task for a certain length of time. So I'll say, okay, you know, you got to get three and even if they don't get the little hockey puck, is what I call it. I know yeah. it's not a little tablet thingy through the hole. You Just to get them to attend to do three turns and then my turn. Mm-hmm. Three turns, your turn. Three turns, my turn. Three turns. Even that just simple turn taking, it's and it keeps their attention because even if they just hit the wall and the little hockey puck thingy majigger flops out, it still doesn't matter. Yeah. They love it. They think it's <laughs> awesome. We do it with that. So, I mean, that's a good time game. And now this new chef game over there. Now, that to me, that's a new game. Is that a new chef like that Cuckoo Chef? Uh, chef Cuckoo? Yeah. Uh, it's actually a game that we've carried for a few years. It's new to me this year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's just like creative game. You know, you just like… It's about you create whatever you want. You kind of be a chef. So you, it's about working how you cook. But at the same time, you make your imagination just speaks. I mean, it's so simple, but you can create your own rules basically mm-hmm. in this game. And you can as well have a parent that can be the judge. And you try to just create your own recipe. And, you know, you, you can be creative. It's, yep. it's, it's all fun. It's and often. that to me is a good game to play with the kids that I see in a group because then you can have one child that's the judge and the other two, you know, if you see three kids in a group and then two kids are playing and then you get to rotate through the judges. So it's a good social, pragmatic turn taking. And then everybody kind of gets to be the judge. So you're kind of like, you know, some kids look at like in charge or what, I don't know, but it gives some kind, even kids who are sometimes a little bit more introverted, it lets them sort of be, hey, you know, I'm the judge of this game. And so you sometimes see kids come out of their shell with that game. Yeah. That's that's probably my favorite, like, social, interpersonal, pragmatic game, like, right now. I'll have another favorite, like, next month. But right now, that's my favorite. (laughs) 
All right. Well, the next game I want to ask you about is this Kiki, the balancing monkey. He used to be a clown. Yes. Thank goodness you made him to a monkey because <laughs> we have the clown version, but he's not as popular as the monkey. Well, the monkey is definitely more popular than the clown. <laughs> and it's actually, we called him like Kiki, the rocking monkey. Oh. Why rocking? <laughs> Because it's actually a balancing game where you just like learn the basic skills of like the principle of balancing. And what the kids have to do, they just have to, you have balls and you have Kiki the Rocking Monkey. And you have to put all the ball back on Kiki the Rocking Monkey. And as well, as you can see, there is four different colors. Right. So kids can learn the principle of balancing, but at the same time, the color. And there is three different sizes of the balls yep. so they can learn size recognition so this game it's not only about like principle of balancing there is a lot of different skills that they can gain and it's a cooperative game so kids learn how to interact like between like in each other you know so it's it's a great game you have a lot to learn and it's a three three and up so it's it's a really great early age game it is. And it's fast-paced. So if you have a child with a shorter attention span, you can get through that game pretty quick. You know, so And you can play it again and again, or you can get through it pretty quick and move on to something else. So for some of those kids who can't sit for a long time, you know, more than 10 minutes, you can get through that game pretty quick. Yeah. And it's action-y. I call it action-ish type of game. There's, you know, and so that also keeps them involved and into that game. And another thing I do with that is I put stickers on the end of the little, like the round. So I'll sometimes have a match the two. If we're not really playing the game, I'll say, okay, find the two horses and or find the two cows or find the whatever, two bugs or two flowers or what doesn't really matter. Or I'll just have them name something as they put it on the monkey if I put different stickers on there. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me like any secrets, like any new games that are coming out, any new products? I know that uh, each year we are releasing um, new games like mm -hmm. throughout the year. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, I, I I haven't learned this one yet, but I know we have uh, new games that is a fast-paced uh, puzzle. Oh. So it's it's called a uh, battle puzzle, and uh, you you will have a uh, three different theme. Um, I don't remember all the theme, but three different puzzles, and you will have. A timer so you have to be as fast as possible by well, reproducing the puzzle that's why we call it battle puzzle oh that would be fun yeah so it's i mean i haven't seen it again in real but i know we're gonna release it like this summer so brand new exclusivity for this summer but, but okay. uh, puzzle battle sorry okay puzzle battle all right that's cool that's very cool so i will so if i don't see it before then which <laughs> I'll have to make sure I'm going to write it down now so I can order it before then. Then I can definitely see it in January at yes. the Toy Fair. Yes, for sure. You, you will see it. It, it will be there for sure. Yep. Okay, cool. Puzzle Battle. Puzzle Battle. Yes. And uh, we, of course, are creating some new uh, variation of Spot It like mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, we actually mm -hmm. just signed a Disney license. Oh, really? Which we are releasing like July and August, a new uh, Disney Spot It. Oh, which wow. we are really, really excited about it. Well, next to Blue Orange, like I'm a total Disney fan. Like that's awesome. I cannot wait. I'm so yeah, excited. That, that's that's a big step for us. Yeah, that's huge. Huge. That is huge. Because your junior spot it is awesome. That's fantastic. I'm so excited y'all did that because the pictures are a little bit bigger, or there's a few less pictures per circle yes. or something so like that. So instead of eight like pictures, there's right. six, which right. make it easier since that's the junior variation. Yeah, and they're a little bit. Like younger vocabulary, you know, the the, yes, the bit like, different pictures instead of an anchor, you'll have yeah, like a cow. Like, 
Just like it's only animals. So that's why we call it right. Spotted Junior Animals. So it's ah. only pictures of animals. Oh, you know, I didn't even pick up on the fact that it was just animals till right now, but that's, that's completely secondary. That's, I just know that there's bigger pictures, friendlier vocabulary, yes, and yes. Uh, less pictures per circle. Ooh, <laughs> lol. Okay, one more thing. I forgot to mention this one earlier. The fairy tale one. Yes. Where you like building the story. Telltale fairy tale. Yeah. Yes. I, that, now, I've used that a, I cannot tell you how much. And like for the kids who I'm trying to expand the sentences and expand the language and vocabulary, that's awesome yeah it's it's a really really great game i mean it's so simple you have this round tin that just like handle like yeah. you have 55 cards inside yeah. this tin double-sided so you have one and ten like images and what you do you just line up cards and you just create your story it's so simple but it's great, great for vocabulary imagination like even if you write the story writing skills yep. Like mm-hmm. everything, it's an awesome game. It's so simple, but it works even for parents at bedtime. You know, they can just take cards and just read a story, like create a story, everything. You could, but you know what? At night, I'm like totally tired. And so I can't do that. So <laughs> that's a Saturday morning activity for us, but not a nighttime because at nighttime, they got to go to bed. But, but that's a good idea. You don't have children yet, do you? But um, <laughs> and when you do, you'll know. We've used that game with even some of our older, like, middle school kids mm-hmm. because you can, like, write a story. And so some of those kids where we're writing stories and working on first, middle, last, and building a more complicated story, you, we've also done it, like, in a group of kids where each player, like, maybe you're supposed to play the game like this. Again, I don't really read it. Where each player, like, so if you and I and somebody else have cards, we'll build on each other's story. Yes. You know, and I think you're supposed to play it like that anyway, well, aren't you? Well, that's, that's the proper right? rule. Oh, but I as I, I said, creative. you can really adapt yeah. this game like however. Yeah. However. And the thing is, to me, this is like, this is almost the game with the like, biggest bang for your buck. Because like you said, you got, there are double-sided cards. There's countless number of stories you can do. And so for the money you spend, which is, it's it's the best deal coming and going. It's great quality. And you can play with this and never get the same story twice or it was going to take you a really long time. Yeah. Like really long time. Oh, yeah. So, Renaud, thank you so much for coming and talking to me about, I mean, and taking time out of your schedule because now you got a schedule. I mean, and you got places to be, things to do, people to see because you're all over the East Coast. Tell people where you can buy the Blue Orange toys. So, uh, you like any any toy store that you can just like see on your way, mm-hmm. you stop by, you will see there will be some Blue Orange games. Mm-hmm. But beside that, you can go on our website, which is www.blueorangegames.com. Mm-hmm. So you will see all the new games, all the exclusivity, all the award we win every year. So every skill that you can gain of each game. So, you know, I mean, you can learn a lot of us. We really should talk about the fact most of these games are award-winning games. Yes. Like, I mean, I mean, they're, I think on the box, there's those gold seals about toy of the year, parent yes. toy of the year. Mm-hmm. I think most of all your toys have yes. won an award. Yes, most of them and not even only one. That's, that's just crazy for us. That, that's great. I mean, that's a good reward. That's just like the symbol of a quality product mm-hmm. and a great game. Yeah, and just good imagination and just fun and different. So is there an email address for contacting a rep to buy these toys as well? So yeah, um, I mean, we, we, ju- we you can go really like to any companies that you will see, like Toy Store uh, mm-hmm. as well. If you might be interested, um, you can just email me just like at Reno. So it's R-E-N-A-U-D 
at blueorangegames.com. You can just like show me your interest and I will definitely be happy to just like um, forward to you like all the information that you need. Okay. And really now, I mean, I see Blue Orange Games toy stores everywhere all the time. So they're everywhere. So thanks, Renault, for being here with us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And if you want to see these games and play, you can go to our YouTube channel. You can also go to www.pediatricdt.com. And there is one video of Renault and I play in Pingaloo where he kicks my butt, but whatever. <laughs> I'm decided I'm just playing with four-year-olds. But also you can check out instructional videos on the games at the Blue Orange website as well. Yes. Check that out. They're good. So thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 